Yep, college football's back, but <sighs> we got to start this episode out on a sad note. Uh, rip the Carolina Panthers' stupid 58-yard field goal. Why does Kate York have to be good at football? Uh, yeah, but yeah, we're, we're talking football Saturday and Sunday. But rip the Carolina Panthers' depression. Sorry, starting off on a sad note. Might not be as sad for you as it is for me, but uh, I guess that's what football is. I watched UVA yesterday. Absolutely find nothing on offense. And it was something that I thought I never would have thought I would have said. The defense played well. The offense did not. I mean, if you look at them last year, like the 66 against BYU, the 59, I, I think, against UNC, and the 48 against Pittsburgh. I know those are pretty good teams, but you really, I, I really feel like no Power 5 team should even be giving up like 66 to Bama. I mean, unless they're like just moving up or something, right? But generally shouldn't be giving up 66 points at any point but yesterday it was only 17 points given up by the defense that's two games in a row only 17 points but the offensive line is just terrible but I don't want to dwell too much on UVA because I know most of y'all aren't UVA fans but anyways so we got college footballs back for reals we got NFL football is back the first Sunday where all the games are happening, and actually, as I'm recording this, I'm watching Joe Burrow roll out and uh, throw it right out of bounds. It is 20 to 20 with a minute 30 left in overtime. It's really been a good game. I mean, it's really been a pretty good day of football. I mean, all things considered, while the Panthers lost, I really see a lot of improvements. I I see Baker getting settled in. I see him uh, turning out that he's going to do well. Um, and I'm looking forward to the Russell Wilson game. And now I would wait for those to happen, but I can't really record during the week but anyways we're talking about college football we're talking about NFL football we're talking about the upsets from yesterday we're talking about the games from today the good games really everything that I think is important to talk about in terms of the NFL and in terms of the college football scene but anyways let's go intro so I've decided I mean what what should we start on should we start on college start on NFL um my I want to start on college I mean there was plenty of good games to be had and I and yesterday was kind of in my opinion the first like real week of football if you know what I mean like the first week for the most part teams are playing uh they're they're playing their games against like their non-conference like FCS teams or like non-prominent non-prominent uh college teams like UVA playing Richmond is just an example or like Alabama playing Utah State but really 
this is this is going to be oh what whoa okay this is we're jumping ship this is before we talk about anything else i knew it was coming i knew it was coming nebraska fires scott frost i mean if i don't know if you've heard it or not yet uh by the time you listen to it you probably will have heard it but scott frost they're one and two and i saw a video last year of or not last year a few weeks ago of their last year's team going three and nine but having a win like a point differential plus 63 and so really they really haven't been able to get over finish lines in games and not only that as a big 10 team it's a red flag and they should not be losing to georgia southern um, props to the Georgia Southern team for winning, but really it's a red flag. And I, at this point, I it's it's big news, but I'm not surprised that they got rid of him because they, they've been trying to keep him around, keep him around, keep him around. And really, I said it before he came to Nebraska. I know what he's trying to do, but after what he had built at UCF, why would he leave that? They, they made it to a New Year's Six Bowl. Um, they beat Auburn. They were a top 10 team as a group of five conference school. And really, I don't, I, don't, I don't understand why he left that situation, but he ended up doing that, and now he's out of a job. I mean, I think Scott Frost is a solid coach. He just didn't do, I guess, what Nebraska wanted him to do because Nebraska, I mean, they're just, they haven't been very good. They haven't been able to get over finish lines in games. And so, really, I don't, I mean, I, I, I don't, I mean, like you can't go into a game be a three touchdown favorite and then lose like but it's not even it, it's not winning games that they could have won the close games last year close games this year or games that they should win like and it's already come back the what it already has come back this year like like uh the the three point loss or whatever it was yesterday and then the first week they lost by four I'm pretty sure so really yeah i mean Fired, fifteen million dollar buyout, but not surprised if I'm being wholeheartedly honest. But, but yeah. Now back to the bulk of the episode. Yeah, but anyways, now I know the first thing that you're gonna want me to talk about is that twenty to nineteen Alabama, Texas, really kind of a slugfest type of game. But really, uh, really lucky to have gone out and come away with the win. And, I mean, they they lost their number one spot to Georgia, but really lucky to come away with the win because Alabama had 15 penalties in this game, and that was the second most in school history or, like, one short of the school record. I don't know if they've done it before, but that was the most also under Nick Saban. So, um, I mean, they're really just lucky to be able to have gotten away with this win because – and if you're but and then on the other side if you're Texas you've got to be kicking yourself in the foot shooting yourself in the foot right now that how did we not get this signature win against the number 1 opponent when we've had so many people doubting us whether or not we're supposed to be good or not and this would have been the signature win that they needed to really just quiet all the doubters that uh that they needed to probably get back in the top 25 stay there for good if they could continue to play the way the way they were um, but really, like they, this is a game that they had to have won because there's people who were putting them number one in the pool. There were people who were putting them unranked. It was really just any way, any which way. Like there wasn't really a a spot that a set spot that people were putting them in. And now that this was the opportunity to say, 
hey, shut up, uh, uh, critics. We're, we're, we're that good. But really, I know that they only lost by one, but in my mind, it's kind of a bad loss under the circumstances. Yeah, it's the number one team in the nation. Yes, it's, 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 um, it's, uh, it's, uh, Alabama. Yes, it's, I, I get all that, but... 15 penalties for that many yards that I watched the game that really kept drives alive for Texas, that kind of put drives under for 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 Alabama. So, really, they this is a bad loss, in my opinion, because I almost feel like it's a tougher pill to swallow that they lost by one, knowing Alabama made so many mistakes, and them knowing that they could have won, than if they ended up just going out there losing like, 42 to 19 or something but but they had the opportunities they're winning up until the end and they really just couldn't take advantage of the sloppiness of Alabama that you probably won't see again the rest of the season so really not a I know it's I know it's Alabama number one or they were number one in the nation um and and obviously not supposed to lose the game and not even really supposed to be very close but if you're Texas it's really not a it's it's a pretty bad loss because under the circumstances, there's no reason why, even with it being Alabama, even with having a backup quarterback most of the game, Hudson Card's good, by the way, but really have to be kicking themselves because of the fact that why weren't we able to cross the finish line in this game where we had so many opportunities, we were in the game the whole time, and not only that, Alabama was handing us opportunities. So really, Alabama comes away with the win, but really Texas Texas really they should have been they should have come away with the win based off the way the game was going. Um and all things considered that they shouldn't have lost. But I guess at the end of the day, the good teams just are able to play poorly. It's kind of like if you're the best at something, like say say tennis, for example, say you're a line one on the tennis team, you've got a twelve UTR or something that's like the system or whatever and but then you're playing against someone no one no one better than like a nine you only have to play to the nine like you can play worse because you're so much better than everyone else and you still will win so I guess this is really what happened in this game Um, but really Texas has to be despite losing they have to be hating themselves and it's really not a great loss but also at the same time moving forward with some pretty good confidence that they're able to hang in there the whole entire time. All right, the next oh, oh my bad. The next upset that stay, okay. The next upset that we have in store today is uh Appalachian State getting the dub over Texas A&M at Texas A&M in front of what it says 92,664 people inside of Kyle Field. How <laughs> is the first thing that I have. You're just coming into the number six ranked team in the country, one of the better SEC teams, into one of the biggest stadiums in college football, more than 90,000 people in attendance, and you just win? I don't know what to say about that personally, but if I were Texas in, I wouldn't be taking that level of disrespect. But I thought about it when they played North Carolina. It was just a f- obviously the defense wasn't great, and but then at the end of the game, a couple of errors, like the missed pass on the two point conversion, and I was like, "Hey, North Carolina is pretty good. That's not a terrible loss, especially for a non power five school 
and they and I was like, this team, they're probably gonna be pretty good. But now we come into the next week where they're playing Appalachia or where they're playing Texas A and M, and they beat them. A completely different game, going from giving up sixty three points to UNC to only fourteen to Texas A and M, and only scoring seventeen when they scored sixty one the other week, and so really. Just a completely different game, and obviously a completely different atmosphere. But this team, I'm going to say it now: they're winning. They're winning the Sun Belt, and they're going to have that opportunity for that New Year's Six Bowl. Obviously, they're preseason favorites. That's something I figured out recently. But I feel like the way they played a two-point loss to an ACC team and a win over a top ten team, there's no reason why they shouldn't be competing for it at this point. And really, with this loss for me, rip Texas A&M's. Um, uh, ripped Texas A&M's uh, playoff chances, and the passing attack just wasn't very good. I don't think their leading guy was uh, King, who was 13 for 24, 97 yards, but really just not a great game by Texas A&M, but Appalachian State's able to come in and just knock them off. What was the line in this game? 18 for Texas A&M. 18 for Texas A&M, and they come in and just say goodnight to Texas A&M and beat them on the road, and so in my opinion, Appalachian State, they're going to be able to come out, they're going to win the, the Sun Belt unless something happens, because I feel like the way they're playing against these Power 5 teams, there's no reason why they should lose to anyone within their conference, um, but yeah, that's the second upset. Yeah, but anyways, there's not really much more college football I have to talk about right now, so let's just go right into the NFL. So really, just the NFL is back. Um, obviously, you had the Rams game against the Bills last Thursday, which was not really a game I'd like to add. Um, really, I expected it to be a little bit closer. Obviously, I think I think that the Bills are definitely, for sure, better than the Rams. I think the Bills are one of the top contenders for the Super Bowl this year. Um, and I feel like Matt Stafford's regressing a little bit, even only after watching him play one game. I just think he's taking a step back a little bit. Um, but, anyway, so really, that was the Thursday night game. But this weekend, like I said before, first real weekend of football, first regular season NFL games as well. So you had multiple comeback games, like you had, or not comeback, like, oh, well, I guess you did, um, I guess James Winston coming back, he turned out to play well, two touchdowns, no picks, and really for Jameis, no picks, I don't even care if he threw zero touchdowns, I mean, no picks for Jameis is, uh, something to write home about, uh, if you're him, um, oh my. Anyways, just now off the topic of that, let's let's start with the Panthers. No, no, actually, let's get, let's get into some fantasy before we do that. So fantasy, obviously, now full swing, and uh, some things I don't want to talk about, but some things I will talk about is uh, one league is doing well, one league is not, and that 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 I'll just leave it at that. Um, but anyways, so the first game is the Panthers and the. Uh, uh, the Browns, so obviously that's Baker Mayfield's first game playing against his former team, and I watched most of this game. I missed the first quarter, but and but since then I watched it, and it was just really disappointing in the end from the from my eyes. Um, but I know Baker threw that interception earlier in the game, but really he's just a breath of fresh air for me because Cam Newton and Sam Darnold couldn't have made those throws that he made, like. 
They couldn't have, he, they, they couldn't have made that Robbie Anderson throw, I don't think, right now. They couldn't have made that uh, Ian Thomas throw right now. Because Th- those are like the big plays that the Panthers' need offense needs to capitalize on if they want any shot on the offensive end. Like, um, and, and it just seems like that for the future, he's kind of figuring out how to do things and kind of figuring out how to fit in. And really, I feel like this is going to be a solid game or solid year for the Panthers just because I think I think they have a legit quarterback now and a quarterback that's also just playing playing more free but also with like a little bit of a like little bit of a, a like extra added like confidence because he's like got to play well he's trying to prove himself again um and but I they lost but I mean I think I think that it's a sign of things to come personally I think he's way better than Sam Darnold is. I think he's way better than Cam Newton was, better than PJ Walker. Um and I don't think Matt Corral is ready even if he wasn't even if he was uh healthy. So I think that it's good that Baker Mayfield's starting. I think it's a sign really for things to come with Carolina. Um but they they were came down the field, they got the field goal from thirty four yards out, they were able to drive it down the field and score, and then went up twenty four twenty three and then the Browns came back down, and the Panthers, all things considered, played pretty good defense, even with the 15-yard penalty. That really shouldn't have been called. That was a terrible call. Um, but the Cade York, rookie, comes in, hits the 58-yard field goal, and as a rookie, goes 4-4 four for four in his first game, along with a 58-yard field goal to win the game. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's disappointing for a lot of people. I mean, I guess especially Baker. I think he wanted to come in and beat his former team that really didn't want him anymore, theoretically, because they weren't going to start him, and they and they were and they can't play Deshaun Watson. So, I think I just think that it's a sign for things to come for Carolina. I think I think he's their guy personally, and they're not even paying his full contract, which is something else that's good to see. And um, while they didn't, they couldn't convert down while they couldn't. Um, keep it going, they couldn't keep the lead, they couldn't keep the Browns from kicking a field goal. Something that I've watched in the past couple of years with the Panthers was they were able to score in the first half, but then they weren't able to score in the second half. It seems that they was it was the other way around yesterday because you need to be able to score later in games, in my opinion, if you want a better chance to win. And so that's what they did in this game. They scored 17 points in the second half, only seven in the first half. And so I think that really just the offense is something that's completely different. I think playing against Miles Garrett in that defensive line, it was a little bit tough for the Panthers to get everything they wanted going. But when they were able to get it going, it was something that was good to see from the offensive end. The defense is solid. It's been solid for the past couple of years. But now it just turns over to the offense, and especially with Baker Mayfield, and how they're going to use Christian McCaffrey to keep him from getting injured. And I feel like despite the loss, I think that this is a much improved Panthers team, especially on the offensive end, just because of Baker Mayfield coming in. Because really, the receivers aren't different. Um, The offensive line is a little bit different. Um, and they're not using Christian McCaffrey as much as they want to. So really, while there's definitely some downgrades, Baker, I feel like, just makes it one upgrade at the same time. All right, now, this is a recording on a Monday uh, morning before, the obviously, the Broncos play against the Seahawks in Seattle. And it's really a much-anticipated game. Russell Wilson playing in his first game as a non-member of the Seahawks. And not only that, they're going to Seattle 
So it'll be interesting for me to see what the reception is going to be like for him, what the Seahawks defense is going to be able to do against him, because I'm not sure how good Drew Locke is going to be, so I think that they might have trouble there. Um, But I'm just excited to really just see what the reception he's going to get and and how he's going to be able to play as a member of a new team, how long it's going to take him to get settled in, all that type of stuff. But that's just something that I wanted to touch on. Obviously, I can't really talk too much about it. It hasn't happened yet. But but I guess uh, let's ride. I don't know. Broncos country, let's ride. <laughs> All right, yeah, but anyways, from other games around the league, you had uh, the Giants in first game for Brian Dable. He, he decides that. So the Giants get down the field, and then they score. And so he says to his players, yo, you all want to go for two? And they're totally on board with it. And then as soon as they go for it, it's a shovel pass to Saquon Barkley. And uh, that really completes the comeback. They were down 13-0. And then they score. It's 13-7. I'm not sure if it was 20-7 or not. But either way, um, they complete. They come back by. They come back a little bit. You could call it a little bit of a comeback. Um, Then it's 20-19. And they could have gone for the extra point. But seeing that he, Brian Dable wanted to do it, he wanted to be aggressive, he thought it was the right move, and his players were on board with it, he, they do it, shovel pass Saquon Barkley, they're up by one, and the Brian Dable era starts strong. Um, they upset They upset the Titans, they missed the 47-yard field goal, but they upset the Titans, and uh, yeah, they, they. that's something to look forward to if you're a Giants fan, because... I didn't think that the Giants were going to be good at all. I mean, they still might not be good, but they just beat the Titans, so really has to show sign of improvement. And you got to like this guy as your new head coach. But, yeah, so that's the that's the Giants. I mean, and then another thing is the Texans tied with the Colts, our first tie in forever. Um, and or the Texans, I'm sorry, not the Titans, tied with the Colts. And, uh, yeah, so that's, that's, some, that's something weird that happened. Um, but, yeah. So really, that's the NFL. I mean, I don't really know what else to talk about than the fact that you had that great Joe Burrow. Not not Joe Burrow. He didn't play good at all. He played like crap. I, I knew he wasn't going to be as good. I know it's only the start of the season, but I knew he was not going to be as good. I know it's only week one, but four picks, um, and they, they, they lose by three in overtime. Um, they had an opportunity to win it, but they couldn't, and uh, they didn't win. So now the Bengals are on one. Super Bowl finalists, but yeah, so the the Steelers get a good win to start off. Mitch Trubisky starts off pretty well, um, and oh yeah, it's another game that another guy, Mitch Trubisky, he's on off to a good start as well. Um, another guy's trying to prove himself. Uh, hasn't had a great career so far. Had a good year or two, I think, with the with the Bears, but then it kind of fell off after that, and then he was backing up Josh Allen. Obviously, never got to play, but now he's getting to play. It seems like he's taking advantage a little bit. Just like Baker Mayfield, just like I mean, even Jacoby Brissett, not not stat wise the best game, but I mean it was good enough to win, and I, and that's really all you need, right? And so, yeah, I mean for the for the NFL, just exciting for them both to be back. It was the first full weekend. I don't think I've been more lethargic in a long time because it's just do whatever you got to do in the morning, and then curl up on the couch, and it's like, yep, see ya, I'm here all day, and uh, yeah, so enjoyable weekend but what about the U.S. Open now a little bit so Carlos Alcaraz wins it Igor Swiatek wins it Shuyantek whatever you want me to say uh but they both win it and 
really two very very good matches that we were uh, uh that we were I don't know the word what what's the word I don't know just gifted with uh when then the first one it was Swiatek she wins in straight sets but she survives I think she was up 4-0 in the first set uh Jabor comes roaring back and really this was the first big test that she's had in a grand slam final because up until now in her two Roland Garros she finals she hasn't had much trouble so it was a very enjoyable second set. I was a little hoping it would go to a third set just so I could see what, what would happen, um, especially since I, I, UVA was playing at the same time, but I was done watching that game. Um, but, yeah, it was, that was a very exciting match to watch. Sriantek gets her third major major, major title, um, and she's only made three finals, but she's won, or not only, but in the only three, not only, in the three major finals she's made, made, I, okay, let, let's just restart. In the three major finals she's played in, she's won all three of them. She's three and zero. Don't think that she's dropped it. Don't think she's dropped a set yet. Um, and so really, it's kind of wonder every. It's just the ta- task of making it there. Once she makes it there, you got to be like, oh, it's probably gonna be a win. Um, but yeah, so it was a good match there. And then yesterday we got treated to a good match, and I'm pretty sure that they were talking about how Alcaraz was just going to win relatively easy in straight sets, but I knew that really wasn't going to be the case, and Rude had plenty of opportunities in that third set to go up two sets to one and uh, force Alcaraz to play from behind, and so it was one set apiece, and and, uh, Rude had three or four set points, I'm pretty sure, um, at 6-5, maybe one at 5-4, but he had the thing is he had multiple set points to go up two sets to one, and once Alcaraz was able to get rid of those set points and win that game, make it six all, he really didn't look back at all anymore. He won that third set seven six, like seven one in the tiebreaker, and then the third set I think it was six three or something. But he really was able to stay ahead and play from ahead the rest of the match, and so. Really, Rude wasn't able to get it done again, but his second major final in a match that whoever won it would be the world number one. But now that is Alcaraz. Alcaraz is the world's youngest world number one, and I'm pretty sure one of the youngest guys to win a major. I think Pete Sampras might have done it when he was 19, but still, nonetheless, one of the youngest guys to win a major, the youngest guy to be world number one in the world. And so it'll be interesting to see now that he's got a major under his belt, how does he handle that? Now that he's number one, now that now that all this stuff is going on around him, because now he's going to be favorited at probably every single Grand Slam down the line, really no matter what happens with him. And so just be interesting to see how he's able to handle the pressure, how he's able to handle the really just pandemonium of now, hey, I'm on top of the world, and now I've got this major under my belt. But that'll just be stuff interesting to see down the road. But yeah, that's the U.S. Open. All right, so that is going to do it for this episode. Um, hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, if there's anything you want me to do, go to All Eyes on Sports or anchor.fm slash All Eyes on Sports. Click the button to send me a voice message, and I can put it in my future episodes. Um, follow me on Twitter at All Eyes on Sports, just like the name of the podcast. Um, it will be good to have you over there. Um, and just follow the, follow the show if you enjoyed it. Um, you can go to anchor.fm slash eyes on sports, not only to send me a voice message, but also so you can uh, look at the other shows, find out where you can follow, and all that good stuff. But anyways, I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I'll talk to you next time on the show. 